Hello, beautiful people. It's a beautiful Sunday afternoon, morning, or evening, wherever you're tuning in from. Ish, guys, we've missed you. And this is the Five Head Five Cents Show coming to you live from Mauritius. I'm your host, Kaptano Mina. It's been so long. Ish, it's been so long since I did this. I feel like I've even forgotten how, how to start this thing, but you know, <laughs> I'm a professional. So, yeah, I hope you guys have been doing amazing. I've been doing great. I mean, a bit of, you know, ups and downs here and there, but I'm really grateful to be alive and healthy at this time. And today in studio, I am joined by Ish, some amazing people. We've been trying, let me tell you, we've been in this studio twice. <laughs> Been in the studio twice trying to go live. We've had a few technicalities, but finally we're here. And without further ado, I'm gonna let these people introduce themselves. So I'll start with the gentleman. Huh? If you see his face, I you guys will wake up. You guys will tune in every single week. So introduce yourself. We're supposed to have protocol. There's a lady in a room. Honey, um, this is a feminist house, so <laughs> <laughs> ladies first don't count. Okay, cool. Um Hi everyone, it's a pleasure to, to be on this uh, podcast today. My name is Yuri, Yuri Koret, I'm from Kenya. Mm -hmm. I think I'll keep it that way, yeah. You're from Kenya, okay. From Kenya. And the lady in the house. So, hello everyone, my name is Njoki. Or as someone decided to call me last week, a rainbow head, because apparently I've had like four different colors in the past four weeks. But yeah, my name is Njoki from Kenya and... I'm happy to be here with you guys. Today we are going to be talking to Yuri and Joki about rejection. So, um, I don't know. It's been, it's been, rejection is one of those topics where it never really grows old, to be honest. It's just, it's one of those things, no matter how far you've come, how old you are, rejection is just there. Whether it's at work, in your relationships, in your own personal projects, even your life rejects you sometimes. So uh, we're going to be talking about rejection. We're going to be talking some of our fa about some of our failures. So for me, first of all, I just want to throw in a disclaimer saying that we are not experts. These are just our experiences and some of our informed opinions. Um, so don't take everything that we have to say as, I don't know, Bible truth. So yeah, I'm going to give... Um, actually, before we start, that's why I told you guys I have been going too long... <laughs> Uh, before we start, I like to check in on my guests. And by checking in, I mean like genuinely asking you, how are you doing? Like for real, for real, not I'm good. For real, for real. Yuri, how are you doing? Um, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't give you a binary answer either saying it's I'm good or bad. Um, I would say I've been in a space of lots of reflection. Mm -hmm. um, considering that I moved to Mauritius and I'll be living here for quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And my question has been like, what exactly is my purpose here? Apart from just um, taking on my undergraduate studies, um, for me, it's what else can I do to tap into the whole ecosystem here in Mauritius? Mm -hmm. And I've been sort of just sitting alone, just trying to reflect, um, try to have calls with people who have been my support system, and sort of just discuss, you know, my journey into ALU and exactly what I've been able to achieve so far. So yeah, um, I'll just say I'm just within that space of just thinking. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, it's nice to hear. And mentally, how are you doing? Mentally, um, I would say I'm doing quite well. Mm -hmm. Um, considering that I surround myself with a lot of good music, so 
I invested in, in buying a, a good speaker okay. some time back. And <laughs> yeah, so um, that has that has really made me just be happy because I listen to good music every single day, and I think music is is imperative for my happiness. So yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Joki, how are you doing? Well, for me, mine is tricky. I think I am undergoing my mid twin crisis. Like you know how we have a midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. So currently, I'm in my mid twin crisis. You know where you're just like I'm in school. Yes, I'm studying. I'm getting this degree. My question is, wh- what exactly do I want from that degree? Wh- what are my plans? Where do I see myself in the next ten years? Because that answer is constantly changing. And at times, you know, I just sit down and I think, and I'm like, okay, so what's next? What am I actually working towards? What is my purpose in life? And it's something I've been thinking about for the past few months, actually. I still don't have something concrete, but I know I'm getting somewhere, so yeah. And this is to everyone out there who, at times where you just feel like, in case you feel like you're going through a mid-twin crisis, just don't let it wear you out. Just know it will come to an end. We'll find a purpose sooner or later, yeah, but don't let it drag you down. Okay, that's nice to hear from you guys. For me, it's been um, it's been a tough. Um, I don't know if it's been three weeks since I had a show, but it's been a tough three weeks. Reason being, um, last those three weeks, the last three weeks marked the end of my, marked the end of my semester. And um, so, when see the thing is with an end, you start reflecting upon like what have you done for those that whole journey before it ended. So now I was thinking about what has my semester looked like. Do I even remember anything from my modules or just, just was I just <laughs> doing my assignments and getting by? Um, have I in, have I acquired any skills? Uh, what does my career, what is my career journey going to look like? What do I want to do after I graduate? I think now I'm also nearing the end. So it's a bit, it's a bit, it's, it's, a, it's a, like it's, I don't know, it's confusing. It's exciting but confusing at the same time. So another thing that now happens at the end of the semester is you have to find an internship. Hey, hmm. where <laughs> people tell you these things change. Um, like you know, the the older you grow, the more experience you have, the easier it becomes. It's a lie. It's a lie. So now it's transitioning to like your internship, and now also when you're getting an internship, what does that internship mean for you? Are you just working to just gain experience? Like, what is your goal when you go there? Are you trying to you know, get a, a, a permanent offer afterwards. Are you? What are you trying to do? So all these questions and everything is just everywhere. So it's just been me trying to reflect, but at the same time panicking mid-reflection. Mid, mid I'm just like, okay, I can't do this right now. Need a distraction. But I'm, I'm handling it, I don't know, I'm handling it quite okay because I think the one thing I have learned while reflecting is not to lose sight of how far you've come. Because sometimes when you start reflecting on like things that have been happening in your life or things that you need to be anticipating, you lose sight of, okay, I've come this far and last year time like this, I wasn't here. So that's the only thing that's been keeping me together that it's definitely going to get better. I just need to trust the process. Yuri, what has been your most defining rejection moment? Um, well, okay. So I've received so many rejections in my life that I wouldn't really say that there's been one specific. Um, but on the tip of my mind, currently, I think... Um, I'll just think about last year. So I wouldn't even mention the name, mm-hmm. but 
for me, coming to ALU was more of like a joke. I had not planned to study here at all. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, like my journey was pointed towards studying in the US. You mm-hmm. know? So I had focused on one specific school that I totally fell in love with. And, you know, getting into that school is tough either way. Um, but I'd networked my way through, um, got to know different kinds of alumni. Um, myself, I'm a legacy student, so I have relatives who have actually studied in that school. Um, I also got to know like facilitators, all kinds of things. Like I'd totally been in the system already, um, only to you know receive a rejection. And I think that n- that was one of the moments that it totally broke me because um, I finished high school in 2018 from the Lenana School, and yeah, I have to say the because <laughs> you know it's it's a very prestigious school. Um, so we finished in 2018, and I had a choice of you know joining college uh, that year. But I was like, man, I don't want to go into college with the same frame of with the same frame of mind that I've just come with from high school. Mm-hmm. So I need to go through an experience of you know throwing myself inside society. So it can either hustle me, it can be, it can teach me new things, and. Like, I learned so much during those two years that I'd been able to build such a portfolio that would easily get me into that school, you know? Mm. And, like, everyone who was telling, I was telling, I was sharing my my vision and my mission about being in that school. They were like, yeah, man, you're definitely getting in. Only to be hit by rejection. And I was like, oh, man, you know? Now, what's next? Uh, And I found myself here. Uh, I literally, I don't know if it's like I'm trying to beat my drum, but... Like, even when I was applying to ALU, it was a total joke. Like, I was, I was just told, please, just apply to this. And I was like, okay, I don't want to go here, but th- I'll just shoot my shot. And now, that's when I'm now reflecting and saying, okay, what's my purpose here? Because this is where I am now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. That threw me. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a very, a very vulnerable thing for you to share. You know, it's mm-hmm. a very in-depth thing. And just... First of all, thank you so much for sharing. I know people say thank you so much for sharing all the time, but like, thank you for sharing um, that story with us. And to just go deeper into it, I just want to understand, like, how did you feel at that moment when, yeah. you know, everything seemed like it was going to work out? Mm-hmm. You know, all the stars had aligned. Yanni, you are the person. Yeah. You are, <laughs> you are the most probable person like it was of getting it in, right? It was, it was so clear. And... The funny thing was that I even have, like, I had, like, previously received sort of incentives that they w- they are interested in mm-hmm. taking me, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, even when I was opening my, that during when I was actually going to check uh, my decision letter, I was like, everyone in the house was like, hey, even us, we're not going to stay up after 3 a.m. Just wake us up and tell us you're in, you know? So I remember, like, I opened and I saw it. And with such letters, the first one throws you off. It's not if it's not congratulations, in its other stories, just know you're not in. <laughs> so I had my dad open his room at around three or five. And I was like, man, this guy actually woke up for me just to check and see if I actually got in. And I'd like switched off all the lights in the house. It was just dark and I was seated in front of my laptop, just quiet. And he came and he was like, how is everything? And he, I think that was the most, um, that was the time I actually felt the deepest empathy of my dad. 
because he just went silent and he just put his arm around me and literally just told me it's going to be okay. And I think that was when like I was like I needed to just uh take some time off to really understand the impact of this decision. Mm. And I was like, okay, fine. I'm just going to close this laptop and I have this thing because like I practice lots of um things to do with, you know, ens- ensuring that you're mindful because I've also been training people on how they can become much more emotionally intelligent. So at that moment, I was a patient and I needed to deal with myself. So I had to take some time off, went and took a cold shower. Um, for a solid 10 minutes, I sat down and I dealt with all that pain. So if it's crying, if it's doing all kinds of things, I only did it in that span of 10 minutes. And after that, I told myself, it's done. There's nothing that can happen. I can't change that decision. And if I focus on the pain for a very long time, I'm one who's hurting myself. Pick yourself up and move, 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 move. There's more to achieve. And that's that's how it was. That was how that night panned out. I didn't sleep, but, you know, it was just, that was the whole experience. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I can't believe, you know, like the thing, I shouldn't laugh, but any of these people just led you on or like, yeah, you know, we're gonna... Yeah, and I had like given a professor, um, so in high school I wrote a book mm-hmm. and hey, I wrote uh, a... <laughs> wait, back up a little bit. <laughs> Sorry, so okay, so... We're just gonna brush through <laughs> in high school, like, oh, uh, yeah. sorry. Mm-hmm. So I was one of those math geeks um, in high school. I really enjoyed math mm-hmm. and I was like, I think I want to write a book so people can actually get a chance to also score better in math and get opportunities to even go mm. for math contest because guys, man, I was I like I'm only <laughs> I'm only I'm only going with like specific guys you know and I also want my team my crew who have game you know when they go to Kenya High they can be able to tune those chicks and still get good grades in those math contests <laughs> and everything so oh. I wrote that book and one of the professors from the institution actually reached out to me and was like could you send me a copy of the book um, you know, we just want to check it out. And I was like, sure, you know. And I was like, I want to start sending you um, books for applied math and pure math. I was like, no, I think me my me and math, I think I'm done. I want to focus on business and so many other things. I don't want to study math. But yeah, that was that was pretty much it. Yeah. So, <laughs> hey, <laughs> so <really. laughs> you know, we've been friends and I haven't, like, I don't think I've ever had um, this part of history. And I'm glad I've not had it because I'm not hearing it from for the first time and I can get to feel, you know, all the emotions and everything. And I don't know, it's so admirable how, you know, you, you are raw about it. You're able to feel the pain of that moment and how you're able to stem out of it. I know not a lot of people are able to get out of their pain and i know the thing that why it's like why i stand so much is because i know how important like how you've talked about it everything seemed like you were almost a hundred percent sure there was no way that email was not going to say congratulations you have been you know Mm -hmm. there was no way that email yeah it had to have been a mistake or something Mm -hmm. so i can imagine all that emotion being so sure of getting this thing and then all of a sudden in just a few seconds, it's not there, and it just starts sinking in. You know what? It's a rejection. I can't go and be like, oh, why did you guys... You just have to accept it and now forge a different path. And the fact that you had been working for so long, you know, 
you had been doing so many things, meeting so many people to just make sure you are aligning yourself to actually the goals and the mission and the vision that you had for yourself. And then all of a sudden it was gone. We're going to come back to you so that you tell us in depth because I don't think mm-hmm. it's as simple as a shower and good music. Okay, maybe the music, but <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I don't think it was just that. I'm sure there was a lot of work that you had to put in into it, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, we, we came in to talk about rejection. And the thing is, rejection is so wide. You know, like whether you're being rejected from your dream school, your career, from, from I mean, from a partner like a relationship that you had seen working out and all those things or someone you had been hitting on and everything seemed like it was aligning and you were going to get them i think rejection hits this for me particularly i think rejection hurts the same way like it doesn't matter like if it was last year 10 years ago if i'm rejected today uh, it hurts the same way it would hurt if i was rejected in say 2016 when i was younger but the only thing that I've gotten better at is learning how to cope and learning how to accept and move on. Right now, maybe I don't cry as <laughs> as long as I used to cry. Or I don't stay, you know, in that whole bubble for so long. I'm able to get out of it. But the heart is the same. I wouldn't lie. Even right now when I'm applying for internships, you think you've seen those. We regret to inform you. We are not. You think you've seen them enough times. But I think every time I see it, it's still... I don't know, there's still that... I mean, you. some of them you're expecting, you might get rejected. Obviously, you won't get accepted to all of them, but it still it still hurts, and it still, you know, begs that question of um, why, why did they... Like, what was wrong? Was it my resume? You know, was I... I don't know, those questions really bug me. But let's now talk to Njoki in studio, because we've talked to Yuri. Yuri has told us about his experience. Um... And I think I would like to ask Njoki the same question. What has been, I don't want to say one of your defining moments, but, you know, the one that stung the most or the one that you actually genuinely want to share with us. You know, tell us about what your rejection experience that is so significant to you was. Okay, well, this is funny. My rejection experience is similar to Yuri's. I think we've shared, yeah, we shared this a while back. So, also same thing. Um, I'm done with high school. Oh, wait. Mine started before. When I was in Form 3, I think that was when I defined Warren Buffett as my icon and my role model. And I genuinely wanted to, like, literally walk in his footsteps, everything he did. From when I learned, he said that he learned from Benjamin Graham. I started reading books and articles written by Benjamin Graham. And then I started reading about Warren Buffett and... Warren studied, uh, he went to Wharton in the University of Pennsylvania. So I did my Form 4 and I was like, so the next step for me is to apply to the school. Studied for my SATs for like that period of time. I did both the SATs and the SAT subject test and I applied. I remember the deadline for the application was November 2nd and I sent in my application a few days before that for the early decision and I was waiting and I was so like whoever was coaching us in our application process like they were all telling us that even after you send your you send in your first application start working on other applications just in case things don't pan out I don't know if I was too overconfident in myself I don't know what happened 
but I genuinely didn't work on anything else because I knew as I was like this is me this thing I've worked for it I know what I wrote I know what my application looked I looked like like if I don't get in something has to be wrong and we were working I was working together with a friend she was applying to Colombia and we were so sure we were getting into a schools like it was given 100% we had to get in so I don't even remember the exact date when the decisions were out but I remember my decisions came out before sorry before hers and so it was I remember I so I waited for them at 3 a.m. but they sent us an email telling us there'll be a delay and I remember I opened them at 7:13 a.m. in the morning it was on a Saturday and uh, okay I didn't even need to read the email to know I'd not got in cuz they, they always have confetti if you got in the moment you open the email there's confetti on the screen so if you don't have confetti then that means you're out so I was like and I don't know. I was confused because I was like, I knew like this is. I knew my plan was I'll finish my form four, and then after that I'll go to pen. And after pen I can my plan my life. That was how my life was structured. I had to go to pen. So the plan was to go to Wharton, get my undergrad from Wharton, and then after Wharton, I'd go to the London School of Business, get my masters, and yeah, uh, London School of Economics, and get my masters. So you see me not getting into pain like literally messed up the whole life plan. So it was after that I didn't I didn't even I didn't put any effort for the second cycle of application. I was just so down. So yeah, also for me coming to ALE was more of a consolation prize. It was the fact that I didn't want to study in Kenya. Like I had to get out. People knew I was getting out. So the moment pain said no, and then I was like, I don't, it created that fear in me. So I was like, if Penn said no to me, then which other Ivy will say yes to me? Because if, if I was actually going to study in the States, then I wanted to go to a good school. So it was either the Ivies or the, the other schools that are close to the Ivies. If I didn't get into Penn, then I should at least have gotten into, I could have gotten into Sloan at MIT. But if Penn said no to me and MIT has a lower acceptance rate even compared to Penn then how will MIT say yes to me or you Chicago which is also a very competitive school how will say yes to me if Penn said no to me so I just I decided you know what like I'm done with these big schools and all let me just get my consolation prize so I can at least leave the country and people can say I still study outside the country yeah, so yeah, so I think yeah, actually it it does it impacted a lot that rejection because if Penn had not said no, maybe I would have tried another school. And probably still wouldn't be here, and I still wouldn't be confused at what next. Because personally, I'm still con- I'm genuinely confused. What what exactly am I doing in ALU? But yeah, we are figuring that out slowly and slowly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, thank you so much for sharing, Jockey. I think your stories are so significant because you are so focused, first of all. <laughs> Let's just start there. You guys are so focused, so it's so beautiful to watch, um, to just listen to your stories about how you had crafted your your journeys. You know, I never knew this, um, this story about both of you. And I don't know, it's actually a coincidence that I brought you both in here and your experiences are almost similar. And with Njoki's, like, I've seen, 
I don't know, like from your story, I've gotten how defining this moment was for you in that it sort of hindered you from taking, you know, taking a leap of faith to other institutions. It defined how um, you thought other institutions would perceive you and all that. How did you get out of it? You know, like that moment when, you know, all the things that you had been working towards uh, crumbled. How did you, I'm assuming you did get out of it. <laughs> How did you get out of it? Okay, so let's see. Let us not say I've completely gotten out of it because mm -hmm. it took some time. Like my rejection came in around December and I had Wharton as my wallpaper till February, till COVID, like the logo to Wharton. And pen was my lock screen saver for both my laptop and my phones. And I think till May, uh, even after I'd gotten my application to LU, everything was reading Wharton. But it definitely took some time. And I think the first process, the first step is, is actually, ac I just accepted I didn't get this. Because for like two, the first two weeks, I think I was in denial. I genuinely kept expecting an email. I, I was expecting an email telling me, oh, they'd made a mistake or, or I was waitlisted or something. I don't know, but I knew I was waiting for some miracle to happen. I don't know what miracle, but I was I was waiting for something. But then I just I think I I first accepted that well, pen is out of the picture. So what next? What am I going to do after this? After I've taken pen out of the picture, what next? And so I went back to the drawing table. And uh, I tried to figure out what next. But I think the first thing I did was I accepted it. And also, I did not let that rejection be, you know, like, define me. Like, most of the times when we receive rejection, we tend to obsess over it. Like, rejection leads to obsession. Like, for example, for me, as when Penn said no to me, and then I kept obsessing what, is, what will happen. I mean, why did Penn say no to me? What did I do that makes me not fit for pen? Or maybe pen is the issue. So I was either thinking about why I was rejected or why the school rejected me or what was so special about my friends who'd actually gotten into the school. But the moment I decided to now slowly let go of that rejection and the obsession, now let myself out of the obsession that I had grown into, I think it started my healing process slowly. The moment I changed my wallpaper, I changed my lock screen and I was like, it's time to actually let go of this school. If there's another chance, then I'll get up and I'll decide to do it again. But in the meantime, let me accept that this has happened and slowly let go. It takes time. It's not easy because there are still times. There's times I'm at ALU and then I'm like, oh, wait, if I was in pen, this is what we'd be doing. There was actually a time I got reading materials from Penn's website for my course and all. But yeah, it takes time. I won't say I'm there because I'm not yet there, but I'm better than where I was. And yeah, I think it's something we can all move on from. But I'd say the first step to actually going through rejection is first accepting that it has happened. And if you want to cry, cry. Um, it hurts. If you feel like crying, cry. Don't deny yourself that. Cry, don't pretend to be strong. 
but also don't obsess over the rejection you've had it's not a reflection of who you are so don't obsess over it and slowly with time you'll get back on your feet mm-hmm. hey wise words wise words from jockey and for you yuri how 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 has it been like since you know you you said you showered you accepted you know you forged on how has that journey been since you know that moment when you know everything you'd worked so hard for didn't pan out the way you expected um so it's been a process mm-hmm. that i have to say but there's this thing that um you know my dad has always told me you know uh, that if it's if you rejected the first time that doesn't mean you'll be rejected the second time and for me I've it's I think it's a process you know even if I look back and I'm like okay if I take time to reflect through this application you'll definitely see some loopholes you know mm-hmm. and seeing okay how can I fill in those gaps so the next time if I do put an application uh to that school I know I can probably get in because um I have like I've had my f- like different kinds of folks apply twice thrice get all kinds of rejections but they get in like you know in their third year when they're in your own you know mm-hmm. and someone's like okay now i have to start whole a whole new life in mit and they go for it so for me um you know sometimes you're like okay wait a minute i've been rejected but i can still keep working on myself and probably get in the next time so i don't really want to say i've killed the the dream itself um in terms of letting um letting myself up, you know come into terms with what has actually happened like it's still a process you know mm. i'm still thinking about it time after time um when i find myself in those moments where you're just thinking and reflecting about life um lots of us think of ways in which we can arrange you know what's how our life is going to pan out mm. but that never happens you know it sometimes like you might be saying oh i want to go this direction but you're leaving a gold mine on the other side that yeah. we, you know if you just put your head into it you will totally totally grow it and just see how things can become super good so you know i've also been reading you know success stories of people who've gone through alu and yeah, it's totally remarkable what people have been able to do with an education from alu and my question is is like also you know that doesn't stop me from being amazing that doesn't stop me from standing out from the crowd because at the end of the day yes um i would go to that school i know my ego would be filled i totally feel like you're on the top of the world mm-hmm. but there are guys who are also working on the other side of the continent and mm-hmm. if you meet up you might be just holding your degree from this very prestigious school but there's someone else who have just come from a good school but they've done you know endless and endless things that you can't compare at the end of the day so still a process and just as i finish um my answer to your question um lots of people don't understand the word process you know mm-hmm. we always think of you know the big goals and we think about how we are going to you know land an internship at google you know work with facebook or start a business and in the less than a year you know call yourself you're in forbes 30 under 30 mm-hmm. you know people don't really recognize that there's a process to it and part of the process is actually going through these rejections you know 
mm. being um, hustled, being thrown under the bus, being told that, you know, if you're a creative, your craft is not good. If you're an intellectual person who's into, you know, academia and everything, you might not be scoring those grades at the first time. And also, if you're knocking on to those, trying to look for jobs or, you know, trying to go into certain schools, sometimes you won't get in, yeah. but it's part of the process. And lots of us, when we're hit by those rejections, we start to devalue the work we've been able to do all, all in the whole time in the past, you know. So my advice is just people to appreciate the process, you know, appreciate how far you've come and always, 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 always celebrate the small wins. Because those those are exactly what matter. Yeah. That's true. That's actually very true. Thank you so much, Yuri and Joki. I think um, it's I don't know. It's interesting that we've had this topic around the time where now for me it's when you know the rejections are going to begin to come in, the acceptances or lack of. Um, and it's it's good to hear it from someone else. You know those things where they say you can't cheat yourself or a baba can't shave themselves? There's that proverb in Swahili. But anyway, yeah. Um, it's good to hear from you guys, you know, how to deal with rejection. Because believe it or not, rejection is going to be a part of our lives forever. As long as you're being accepted, you're also going to be rejected in whatever setup and scenario. And I know a lot of times... Um, People say, oh, they didn't reject you because you're not good enough and stuff. Sometimes you are rejected because you're not good enough. And that's a pill that a lot of people don't like to swallow. And it doesn't mean that you're not good enough, so now give up on yourself. I'm not worthy of being alive. No, it means sometimes go look back and see maybe you didn't put in as much work as you should have put in for that particular application. Maybe your skills are not as good or your skills did not match up to the position that you are applying for. I think sometimes it's important to not just um, be so full of ourselves and say, okay, I'm so 100% sure I've worked so hard for this. Even when you get rejected, sometimes it may not be because you're not good enough. It may not be because of your skills. It may just be maybe they are not looking for a person like you. They are looking for another person or they already had the position filled and this was just formality. I don't know. <laughs> These things happen, but I think the one thing I can say I have learned to do is to accept that I can get rejected. That every time I send out something, at the back of my mind, I I can I have the I know there's a possibility that this might be a no, and when the no happens, if it's if there's a way I can get feedback for why it is that the no like this didn't go through. Then I try to get it. If there's no way, I try to reflect upon it and assess, you know, where what could have been my shortcoming. Speak to people who have gotten the application and gone through. And I know it sounds so textbook, but it's one of the ways of actually dealing with rejection for me. Because I go back to the dream board and I'm like, okay, what did I do wrong? I ask people who have applied and, okay, who've gotten in to just go through my application. And sometimes they might say things like, oh, you know, you weren't, ugh, you didn't do... And just try to pick up from it so that the next time you're applying somewhere else, you're not making the same mistakes. You're not sending in the same application expecting different results. And yet, uh, you've not put in any feedback that you've been given and all that stuff. So, I don't know. For me, rejection hurts. I don't like being rejected. Honestly, I hate it. I hate it so much. Because <laughs> it hurts so bad. And I, I don't know. I don't think anyone likes being rejected. But... I think the one thing I can say I have done 
over the years is learn to accept that it's a part of life and as i go on with life i'm going to be rejected and i'm going to be accepted but i have to be confident in every time i send out my application and then not let the rejection cripple me like the rejection shouldn't change my view of life or change my view of myself or reduce the confidence that i have in myself so every time i get rejected i just take a minute to cry and feel bad and say how i don't know i'm not worthy you know i get those bad bad emotions but then also you know you put in some music and you remember how much of a you know a, a big deal you are and then you go back out there but we've talked about um rejection in the goals that we have set right these are like long term goals that we've been working towards be it that internship you've been eyeing for you guys um your dream schools and all that we've talked about that now i want to talk about like rejection that happens on a daily basis like on a daily basis you could literally get rejected you could hit on someone and they're like no and obviously <laughs> in this <laughs> guys why are you laughing <laughs> in this in this um in this in the age we are in oh, most of us are between you know are between the age of 18 to say 30 <laughs> first of all <laughs> <laughs> going to kick people out of this studio. Anyway, most of us are between the age of 18 to 30. That's like our youth. That's when we are making all these decisions. And this is the time where you're just receiving rejections from everywhere. Your career, your schools, your significant others, people you're hitting on, you name it. So let's talk about like day-to-day rejections. How do you deal with Let's let me start with you, Yuri. Mm-hmm. When you're hitting on someone You have never been told no because you really look like the type who's never been told no. You guys uh, if you see Yuri, why? Unfortunately. <laughs> Yuri, I'm ah, a, I'm a Yuri. very silent sniper. So the, by the moment it gets to that point, I've already pre-planned my steps and my steps. So I've, I've never got a no. What? Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> ah! I know like look at who I brought to studio. Um you know the thing is, I'm very patient. So you'll never know I'm interested and it can even take six months can take a year but the moment I know I, I, I the so word is in Swahili umeiva how do I say umeiva <laughs> the food is ready that's when I will So for you it's sure bet Yeah it's sure bet you know Aye. when I invest I invest so <laughs> Guys <laughs> Guys I I I I I'm telling you we brought the wrong person to studio today because <laughs> we are not the same we're not the same I mean <laughs> Wow, that Probably is so interesting. Probably when I was a kid. Yuri, get out. Wait, <laughs> get you know, out. you know the thing is, uh, no, actually I started dating when I was very young. So my first girlfriend was in pre-unit. Yuri, I was <laughs> in my studio. I swear, I swear, <laughs> my first girlfriend was I remember her name. Um and our parents did it in a very, you know, it was a cute thing. So like my dad would drop me at their house and I would <laughs> chill together. That was my in. first kiss <laughs> when I was in pre-unit. You know, we Aye. were watching we were watching Aye. as in we were watching soaps in the night, you know, with the house girl and you're learning these things and you're saying, "Hey, okay, this is how you kiss and all these things." And you go and practice it during the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think when I was a kid, um I used to I think like because I was big so I was sort of how can I say plump you know and lots of kids didn't think I was cool because you know I was big so I was always looked down on upon and I, I you know I would try and shoot my shot on you know the most pretty girl in the class 
and you know probably the guys who you know win sports days and all kinds of things are the ones who are given the shot me or used to miss out but ah when right after joining high school I things have been good hey <laughs> 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 hey i'm telling you these people who well mm, <laughs> what about you joki oh well so as yuri said yuri plans yuri waits and cooks and does all that i think i'm the direct opposite i'm rash very very rash so if i feel something i mean you know i don't hold back i genuinely don't hold back i just come out and say it whether i'm drunk or sober i just say it so uh, with me being who i am and to all the people who are like me the people who just dive in like head first i think for me what i use my most common mantra is rejection is protection like since i'm very rash that means technically i've not surveyed the situation properly i've not survey i've not analyzed also the person properly so if they reject me i i tend to see that more of a plus than a minus i mean it hurts rejection sucks it doesn't matter what kind wait can i cast i just did rejection hurts <laughs> rejection hurts so it doesn't matter what what type of rejection is but the moment think when i say rejection is protection like as i said for people who are like me we dive in head first so technically you don't even know who this person is so probably the moment if things were to pan out for you guys there'd be something that one thing that would make you very incompatible that one thing that would like ruin you more than you were you were that will that sorry will ruin you more than would have been ruined had you been rejected before so i take yeah as i said i take rejection more of protection and uh, if that rejection happens I think one of my healing processes is you, you know just sit down and write a list of all the qualities in that one specific person you don't like. And you know you just list them down. And by the time like for example, I can't stand people who press the middle of the tube, toothpaste tube. I just don't understand why you do that. I mean, press it systematically. I just can't stand that. You don't have time. And that would be a deal breaker. <laughs> So anyway so yeah like you see the moment you would like come up with that list by the end of that list you'd actually look at the list and be like oh wait i actually dodged a bullet it wasn't that bad and by doing that you actually start your healing process the moment you stop idolizing that person because as you're hitting on someone you idolize them the moment you stop idolizing on that person it actually comes easier for you to get over the rejection that person has presented with you and you can move on to greener pastures Okay. You've had you've had it from Joki. Um for those of you who can relate to Yuji, we are sorry. We are sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But um for you know the Jokis out here in the streets, um I think for me I'd say the same thing. Like I don't know. I'm living the moment type of person. I'm very I don't want to, I don't know how to put it. Like I'm just living the moment. I'm I just go with the flow to be honest. And sometimes some rejections hurt because there's some people I'm just like honestly why <laughs> why but I think the one thing I have come to admire men for is rejection because men are told no so many times by girls like every time you hit on someone they're like you shoot your shot they're like no many times I've been rejected by men I'm just like ah oh, ah oh, <laughs> ah oh. 
it's so painful it's i don't know it hurts i don't know so one day i was just asking someone how do you deal with being told no and you still go on and shoot your shot elsewhere i don't know i never understood that concept but i don't know why if it's how men are wired i don't know but i think for me i've come to learn that not everything has to work out not everyone has to accept you even if you want someone they may not just want they may not want you back not for any reason because of who you are or because of how you look but maybe because they just don't feel you you know you don't just go feeling everybody no matter how good they look no matter how fine they look there's so many issues when it comes to liking someone there's so many compatibility issues over there like there's so many things you have to be compatible uh with you can find someone is so pretty so 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 pretty like yo everybody thinks they're so pretty but people are not attracted to the person and it doesn't mean that this person is not less pretty or i don't know they have a bad personality it just means you don't like them and it's okay when someone just doesn't like you that way it's it's literally very okay when someone says you know what i don't like you or i don't like you back thanks for liking me but i don't like you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's okay. And I think one thing my mom has told me over the years, especially because it's a time in Kenya there were so many suicides happening because of um guys and girls who've been rejected by people they were hitting on or someone they've loved for so long dumps them. My mom keeps telling me it's okay. Like there's so many boxes to open from in this earth. Like there's so many people like what's the population on this earth? First of all, we I think we're overpopulated, but <laughs> There's so many people to choose from. And sometimes don't like don't corner yourself and bury yourself to this one path that you have to take that path and it's that path or nothing. Life is not like that because even when you were born, it wasn't direct. Even when you were born, it wasn't oh you 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 you're going to be delivered on this date and that's the date you came or the exact time. There are so many variables over there that change. It's the same thing with life. Same thing with the partners you're going to meet. So, when you get rejected, take your L, go cry a bit, you know, cry, cry, cry. Put on some makeup or whatever, dress up, Remember, remind yourself that you're so cute. And move on, like, I don't know. I think as human beings, we need to stop attaching, we need to stop attaching so much value to the plants that we have. Because I think that's the one thing that breaks us and that's the one thing that sometimes stands in the way of us doing great things because we you want to stick to that plan you're like this is a hundred percent i've foolproofed it everything it's it's sealed it's a done deal whether it's with people whether it's with our jobs with our the plans we have for life we should learn to be a bit fluid i'm not saying that don't plan plan but be aware that your plan may not actually go through and you're going to need to have a contingency for it or you're going to need to have to adapt to the situation that has been handed to you i think also Lots of people have have really got to get comfortable with the hookup culture. You know, they they don't really <laughs> they don't really work towards um, you know building something straight from the ground and having a solid foundation. So you'll find like me, I I barely understand how y- people meet up for the first time and in like two months they're already you know married. And I'm like, bruh, come on. <laughs> Not like married, but they're in a relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like there's stages to it. That's why I told you, like, I'm a very pas- patient person, you know? So me, I would take time to get from that point of being an affiliation to being a friend 
you know, being a very close friend, then from there, you know, we can take it far. And that's, but by then you would have really got to see the person, you know, yeah. in all kinds of dimensions. Because even me, like, I'm, I'm not the kind of person who, who, you know, all the time takes people out for dates. Because when you go for dates, I feel like they're interviews, you know? So you'll find someone is using cutlery in a certain way, um, talking in a certain way, answering questions in a certain way, and all kinds of things. And you'll never get to see the full version of that person if you continue taking that person on dates. So getting to that point where you've been friends, been close friends, you've seen how they handle just rejections. And you see, you've seen how yeah. they are happy and everything. And you'll be like, okay, then probably this is someone I want to settle with, you know, or I want to build a relationship with. So lots of people don't want to do that because mm. it takes time. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's for me, that's how it works. That's how I rule, you know. So uh, Yeah, that's, that's my advice. I think, guys, we need to be more like Yuri. I think we need to start yeah, that's working. Why, that's why I'm an old soul. Like, lots of my fels, friends tell me I'm an old soul. Like, we even need to when start you hear being me. more so. like Yuri. Oh my <laughs> God. Because I feel like it would really show us for so many, um, I don't know, unwanted hearts. I don't know. Like, honestly, so many times I've been hurt, I could have avoided them. Like, I look back and I'm like, I really could have avoided this situation. Like, why? Why? Mm-hmm. Why was I doing this? But I also think it's it's one of the things that has taught me a lot about myself. It's been an experience to learn about myself. Okay, am I consoling myself? Anyways. <laughs> but it's been one of the things that have taught has taught me to learn about what I want also. But then also I also don't jump into like relationships, like serious relationships, nah. I don't know. It takes t- for me it takes time. It's not one of those things. Because I feel like people don't show you the real version of themselves when they are interested in you it's like a resume when you're going to an interview exactly you show your best version of yourself like exactly. you dressed up you but then six months down the line you're working with that company people are just like ah is it you who came Wait here the past yeah. day you're the person who pretended you know excel eh? you can't even make a column over here that is proper. Ah, ah. you don't even know how to clean data ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah i think i think we need to be more I think we need to be more like you, you know, taking some time, especially when it comes to serious, when you, when you actually want to be serious with someone, I think just take some time to get to know them, get to know yourself, you know, be real versions of you. Hey, but that one, Yuri, if now that one you've invested that much and then in the end, the person just like, psych, it happened happened to me. What? Yeah, it happened to me. But the thing is, like, even today, it still hurts me. Either way, it mm-hmm. still hurts me mm-hmm. that uh, I had invested so much time with someone and then things didn't go as expected. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, she's living her best life in London, doing her own eh, things what? and all kinds of things. Hey. <laughs> uh, a very big, big name in Kenya. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, you, you learn from all these kinds of things. Um, and you prepare yourself for the next relationship. And you see how you can work things out and become better, you know. Because you always learn from all this, all this relationship stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. I think there's no winning with this relationship thing. <laughs> yeah, there's not really winning. And then you know, like people, people always come out of relationships blaming the other. They rather they don't really sit down and think. Okay, yes, um, guys, we made mistakes here and here. Um, probably uh, this person did this to me. But you don't just sit down and like, okay, if I'm, co- if I'm going to another relationship, am I going to carry the same mentality that I took from this other relationship? 
because that's when you'll meet someone else and that person generally has good intentions but you're always like oh i have trust issues oh i have these mm-hmm. problems with sense and this and you totally hinder yourself from actually getting the goodness out of you know the next person you meet you know so yeah it's relationships is i think you should do a whole podcast on relationships because <laughs> it's it's a whole topic it's yeah. a whole topic to discuss yeah that's yeah. true relationships eh they are hitch for hectic <laughs> but um guys um joki any first of all i'm gonna let us take in everything that we have shared over here and i'm going to like um give a very heartfelt thank you to both Njoki and Yuri for joining us today and for sharing their experience because it's not easy to come forward and say I've been rejected I worked so hard and putting it out there on you know you're putting it out there to the world on the internet so it's not easy to just come forward and say I worked so hard for this and just by virtue of the fact that you can be able to talk about it that's such a huge step in the right direction like it's a really big step even if it still hurts even if you're still working towards it it still sometimes puts you down the fact that you can come in such a gathering and tell people hey i worked for this and it didn't go through and i felt so bad about it or i still feel so bad about it or i got uh, i moved on from it it doesn't matter where you are the fact that you can share about that experience is so so powerful and it also lets people know that it's not we're not alone you're not alone when you're applying for that thing no matter how small how big you're not alone other people are also out here getting rejected and i i don't know i find consolation in knowing that what i'm going through other people have gone through it and they have made it so it somehow increases my faith in some way like you know like yuri is here he's gone through all that but look at him all smiles looking cute and everything <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, Njoki is out here winning, you know, you can't even tell these things. You can't even tell like what these people have been through. But also that brings to m- me to my next point. We need to be empathetic to one another even without knowing these stories. We need to be kind to one another even even if like for instance, I've been friends with Njoki for a long time, Yuri, and I don't know these stories. I don't need to know these stories for me to be a good friend to them. I don't need to know all these stories for me to be empathetic and for me to be kind um to them, you know. So we need to be kind to one another because everybody is carrying baggage. Everyone is carrying stuff that they have gone through, pain, trauma. Every literally, I think everything. I can't I don't think I can name a person who's not carrying stuff with them, baggage and for over the years they've been alive. So you need to be more kind, more empathetic to one another and also just having sharing these experiences with each other is a way for us to be there for each other. So hey guys, thank you so much. This this meant so much for me and it's actually helped me because like I said it's been a rough couple of 3 weeks with all these transitions and figuring out what I want with life and well, <laughs> internship applications. Please reply to my emails. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's been it's been a rough couple of weeks, and it, I've been so anxious. But I think listening to you guys has reminded me about like everything. There's a whole process to it, and you have to trust the process. As long as you're giving you're giving it your best and you're putting your best foot forward, I think having faith in the fact that everything will work out 
in the end is is very important. So I'm going to allow Njoki to give us her final words and also feel free to plug in things you're doing and whatnot so that our audience can. So I think my final words, I'd say it's important to remember that rejection doesn't have to be a ref rejection, not even doesn't have to be. Ref rejection isn't a reflection of who you are. If a certain school, if for example we are taking this, if a certain school said no to you, it doesn't mean you're not a good student. If you applied for a job and you didn't get the job, it doesn't mean that you're not good. You are good. If you hate on someone and they say no, it doesn't mean that you're not good enough, that you're lacking in something. No. Rejection is more of a reflection of whoever rejected you. It just means that they didn't want you. They wanted someone else, which is okay. You don't have to get everything you want at the same time like it's okay if if you hit on someone and they said no as margaret had said it's because it's a reflection of what they want it's not a reflection of what you are lacking as a person and it has been known like, to companies companies and schools abroad at times they even fake documents disclaimer you didn't hear this from you but <laughs> yeah, data data is being faked out there so that they can say we had this number of applicants and we chose this number. So and at times they could actually be offering out applications when they already have people chosen for the job, but they are just doing that for the sake of it to appear on paper. So just because you got rejected from that one internship, that one job, that one school, that shouldn't deter you from actually reapplying again or seeking other opportunities. And this is also a cry to society, as Maggie had said. Maggie has said it's important to know that everyone is carrying baggage. So people have this tendency of always saying, even so and so said no to her, or even so and so said no to him, or this company didn't want to employ him. If company A didn't want him, why would company B want him? If this school rejected him, why would... I mean... And you see that that collective voice by society is what even tends to drive the person who's received the rejection to focus, to m m assume and think that the rejection is more of a reflection of themselves when it isn't. And it tends to create, it damages people. People tend to change themselves when they were already okay. Yeah, just remember rejection is not a reflection of yourself and Never take rejection as a reflection of what you can do or what you can't do. You're perfect just the way you are. Yeah, I'll always tell people, enjoy the process. Mm -hmm. Go through it, feel the pain, enjoy the wins and everything. But when it comes to rejection, uh, accept it. It's okay to get rejected. But most importantly, understand that that's a redirection in life. So it will redirect you somewhere else where mm -hmm. you'll get greater wins. Yeah, so those who are listening to this, you know, s be encouraged, stay positive, and keep working hard because the amazing things coming your way. Cheers. <laughs>